1: That means you're listening to the Mystery of Parenthood. I'm Trey Cashin, and I've got uh, Thaddeus on the line, and we'll get started on our um, talk today after we pray our prayer. So we'll begin in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord God, from you, every family in heaven and on earth takes its name. Father, you are love and life. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, born of woman, and through the Holy Spirit, the fountain of divine charity, through which our families sometimes pass. Through the intercession of the Holy Family of Nazareth, grant that the Church may fruitfully carry out her worldwide mission in the family and through the family. We ask this of you, who is life, truth, and love, with the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Family of Nazareth, pray for us. St. John Paul II, pray for us. St. Joseph, please pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Holy Spirit, come too. Hey, I am. Uh, I'm on the phone with Thaddeus this time, and Dennis is working the board. What's up, Trey? What's going on with What's you? I'm, I mean, it's another week. It's Thanksgiving week. That's good. That's that's exciting, and um, we'll have all the we'll have Dude, all. I'm the, laid up, man.
0: I'm yeah, laid I'm so,
1: up. yeah, you're laid up. You, what? what yeah, trying to slam dunk something, or
0: <laughs> I was driving to the basket and. Uh, Stepped on the uh, on the base of the ba- of the basketball hoop and uh, twisted the old ankle, <laughs> sprained it.
1: Oh man, I'm so sorry. That's never never fun. The older I get, the more.
0: I think I got yeah. fouled. I think one of my kids fouled me, but you know we're not going to talk about that.
1: <laughs> they didn't call it. Uh, no, man. they didn't. They didn't
0: call it exactly. <laughs> hey, so
1: we're going to talk about character today. So. <laughs> Uh, yeah, oh,
0: take responsibility. Uh,
1: take responsibility. Uh, anyway, well, that's i uh, I'm sorry to hear that. I'm glad you're on the phone with me. It always is, is always good when you're. Me too. When you're here, so I'm sorry that it's uh, under these circumstances. But I guess it could be worse. Worse, and ankles. Uh, it'll get better, and you'll be. It be so
0: much worse.
1: Back on the court soon.
0: Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
1: well, I, we were just we were. Um, well, first off, I'm excited because all of our kids are coming home this week sometime, so including yeah, it's guys, awesome. um daughter-in-law, so all seven will be in, at some period of time, Uh vast majority are yeah, coming. Yeah, all of our kids time.
0: are going to be home, too. It to right. be great.
1: It, it is uh, <laughs> way, I, I mean, I don't know, it's always great to have them together, but you 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 take it for granted. I, well, I think I took it for granted until they weren't around as much, so it's a it's, uh, very much looking forward to, to having the, uh, the I'm whole the whole together. I, I take
0: it for granted so much.
1: Yeah, so
0: because if I didn't take it for granted, um, I wouldn't. I wouldn't get so exasperated with them, you know, <laughs> with their when they argue with one another or right. Um, they forget well, to put away their clothes. You know. Well, it's fun, fun, fun when to they get taking it for granted. When they get
1: older, it's it's kind of fun to just see them interact. You don't have as many uh, arguments. Um, well, they're not around each other all the time. So, <laughs> so, uh, right. right. Uh, anyway, but it, it's something I always look forward to. So this time of year, especially Thanksgiving and Christmas is awesome. But, um, anyway, so pray for safe well, travels. You're going to get
0: to, you're going to get to see the fact that you guys, you and, and Stephanie did raise your children to be people of character. And that's what we're right. going to talk about today. We we'll hope an so.
1: Awesome yeah. yeah. I found article an article that, I, that, that, that article is, um, it, it has so much in it. It's definitely worth, um, the guy's, the guy's name was Thomas Lacona, I guess is how you, how you would, uh, pronounce that. Mm-hmm. Um, raising 10, I mean, raising children of character, 10 principles. And as I went through it, I thought, yeah, I mean, i always, tried to do this, but there's some g- really good pointers, I think, in terms of what we should be trying to do and kind of um, lay that I, out. I, so. I
0: have to take issue, though, that the, the the article, he has a picture of presumably it's one of his, his children and they're yep. like, are playing hockey. I right. really take issue with that because I'm not really a hockey guy. I didn't really like that. Oh, really? I would much prefer to see somebody playing, you know, in a football uniform or
1: well, you're from well, you're from I've Colorado, seen a walker, so you
0: cross player,
1: right? You're from Colorado, correct? So you would have seen hockey there. I mean, here, sure. When sure. I was growing up, hockey was non-existent. Um, they didn't sure. have they didn't even have a professional team here. For a long- well, they had a yeah. professional team, but it was like the arrows, which weren't even not not an NHL team. So, I love hockey. Yeah. So, um, okay, but it's rare to see. I, I just. I can see kids and shoulder pads and all kinds of stuff but not not in hockey gear. But we digress. Yeah. So um anyway, so I thought we I mean if we're going to get going cuz there's a ton of stuff here. Um the first yes. one I think is is you think would be apparent, but I think it's worth saying. It says make make character so this is the first of the 10 principles, make character development a high priority. And I think that can be condensed into really just what we've said all along, which is is that you have to be purposeful. You have to be thinking, what do I want my child to turn out like? What am I um attempting to you know accomplish in raising these kids? And what am I doing um to make that happen? So, you know, I would love for all my kids to have been great athletes, but that's not even the purpose of you know, playing athletics for me, I mean, uh, most of them were, well, I think all of them were better than me, but that's really a low bar. (laughs) Um, But I think, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's one of those things that, that's, you know, you have to start with kind of the end in mind and the end in mind, obviously you want to get them to heaven, but while they're here on earth, you want them to be um, people who are. People of character, men and women of character, people who will be honest, people who will accept responsibility, people who will um, challenge things when they need to be challenged, people who will obey and um, do all, you know, do what a person of character does. So um, making it a priority just means I'm going to look for opportunities to teach it. I think that was at least one of the main reasons for us that our kids played sports it was something that i was familiar with having been a coach before but i think there's lots of opportunities to um to talk about character even as young you know showing up at practice and doing the work that you're asked to do and being respectful and and you know all those type of things did you have anything you thought more on that but besides what i just said well you
0: know the thing i wanted to kind of start things off with um, from my end was as I had read through the article and got to the end of it, the thing that really uh, hit me was the, the 10 things that he's asking you to do as a parent, you can't do those things if you're not working on yourself. Absolutely. Morally, spiritually, intellectually every day. So it really, if you want to be this kind of stand up authoritative that's that's the and we've talked about that before on previous shows that authoritative parent right and you're not trying to be better morally spiritually and intellectually then you're not going to be able to demand that out of your kids or expect that out of your children whatever verb you want to right to use there and your spouse is going to have to be doing the same thing
1: and that is definitely reiterated throughout all 10 of these that there's um, th- that we're we're meant to lead by example. We're meant to be people who are seen as that. And and you know we've I've heard before, and I know Steph's used the term before, but it's not nothing that we. It's not the catechism. It's in the just general directory of parenting. <laughs> but more is caught than taught. I mean, you do have to teach, but so much of it is caught by. Being around you and and allowing them into the way you think and those type of things, which I think is really important, and and that you're struggling with different problems and that you're trying to become better, even at you know for me, fifty six years old, that it, I'm not there. It's not like you get there. It's it's something that's an ongoing process. So exactly. Um, anyway, I think it's a great point. The the one that we have talked about because it, it talks about being a th- an authoritative parent and obviously the the two opposite ends that that would be kind of in the mean that would be a virtuous parent an authoritative parent as opposed to say a permissive parent who allows whatever to go based on their feelings which would be con- contrary to being a person of character because oftentimes character requires to do things that don't feel good that don't that aren't easy that aren't what i want to do always um, you hope that you get to the point where you want to do the tough things, but even at my age, <laughs> I'm not sure that's that's always a challenge. I mean, I am sure that's always a challenge. I'm not sure that I live up to that, right? Um, but authoritative, you know, is is somebody who uh, I I like to, I mean, the definition that they have in there explains reasons behind demands, encourages give and take, and sets standards and enforces them firmly but does not regard themselves as infallible. And I, I think that really encapsulates a lot of what we're talking about. Number one, so important to explain why, because the only way, the only way that I think that you can get the child to start embracing something that you're trying to teach them is to explain the why explain, you know, we used to joke, a simple one was, you know, Throwing trash on the ground, you know, instead of, instead of putting in the trash can, you know, like, out, you know, just throwing it, you know, open up a piece of gum and just throw it to the ground as opposed to putting, finding a trash can and putting it in. Part of it was, look, I mean, number one, somebody else is going to have to pick that up. You know, number two, if, if everybody did what you're doing, then this whole place would be full of trash. Um and and so the, i mean that's a simple which in one. our
0: household is the case cuz all the kids <laughs> throw, throw their trash everywhere and just leave it and <laughs>
1: <laughs> but but i think i think it's important to to think through the the moral reason why you do something and then share that with your children so that they can begin to say oh that makes sense i mean i like it but it, but it makes sense um
0: yeah and he included in this article this act, We're kind of jumping around a little bit, but that's okay. Yeah, um,
1: we, we never do that. Of, we're, we're always strictly... this
0: article when he's talking about use direct teaching to form habits and conscience. He includes this table of um, ethical tests. Right. And some of those ethical tests are what you just spoke to, which is um, the what if everybody did this test? Would I like it if everyone else acted this way? Would I like it if everyone else... Their, Through their trash on the ground and just, just left it there. Um, some of the other ones were the golden rule. Of course, would I want people to do this to me? The parents test, how would my parents feel if they found out I did this? The religion test, does this go against what my religious faith teaches? The conscience test, will I feel guilty afterwards? The consequences test, might this have bad consequences now or in the future? The front page test how would I feel if my actual report on the front page of my hometown paper? Right. I mean, you know. those are all we probably, we probably do or speak to a lot of those things as parents and we don't even realize that, that we're doing it, but those are what helps to, you know, hone their conscience and strengthen their character because they're, they're, they're thinking about the consequences and the impacts of their decisions and their choices and they're not just thinking about themselves, right you
1: know right and and that is an exercise that does you know should go on in all of our minds actually i mean all that exercise on anything yeah. is it, those are questions that we should ask ourselves all the time. I mean, yeah, I believe there was a quote, and I'm not going to quote it correctly um but but talking about that you are who you are when no one's looking, I mean that's ultimately who you are when there's nobody looking. If you raise your kids correctly, you got I mean, they need to understand that. Well, there's always someone looking. <laughs> I mean, it may not be another person, it may not be um, you, but but God is watching. You know, not 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 as an ogre or somebody standing over like trying to catch you and doing something bad, but he's but he's aware. So we're always ultimately accountable, whether somebody else sees us or not. Um, and so I think that's
0: yeah, and we what we talked about last week. You know, we talked about the four last things, um, the personal judgment, right? Right. So that our whole our whole lives are going to be uh, reviewed. Patrick Madrid likes to call it the exit interview, which is just <laughs> a really, really chilling way to talk about.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, did I tell you I need to go confession or? <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs>
1: man. Yeah, no, I've not. I've, I've not. But that's a really a good, um, a good uh, analogy or way of getting that across. But I mean, we we are always going to be accountable for everything that we think, say, or do. There's nothing that goes unnoticed, and and it's important to uh, try to gauge what we're doing by that. But um, but anyway, I've, he's got some really good, really good points there. So.
0: Um so yeah, so we've talked about teach by example um a little bit. We've spoken of that and we've spoken a little bit to um use direct teaching to form habits and conscience. But his first one that he starts off with is make character development a high priority. Right. And um the thing that stood out as I was reading that that just jumped back to my memory is something that I heard so much from my parents growing up when I was be you know in a hot water and You know, they were explaining to me why they were making such a big deal out of something. Right. um, Was (laughs) we're raising you as the adult you're going to be, not the kid that you are today. We're raising you to be the adult you will be someday, not the kid that you are today. And so that's why we're making a quote unquote big deal about this, or we're stopping and explaining this to you because. It is going to need do. to have character for when you go out and you're not under our own, our direct supervision anymore.
1: Absolutely. And I think, I think that's, that's important. You know, Stephanie and I, we, we used to always talk about, we wanted to raise kids that when they get older, that that they're people that we would respect their judgment. We would ask for their opinion. We would, I mean, that's what we right. were wanting to raise our kids to be. And it's, it's been interesting, you know, again, if you start off with that and you're saying, okay, what do I want them to be? And, and I think your parents were dead on. I've never heard it put quite that way other than when you've mentioned that. But that you're – we're trying to raise you to be the person that you're meant to be, the the, the adult yeah. that you're meant to be is exactly that. Because I want children that are adults that I can go to for help, for advice, that I like being around, I mean, that that I—I'll always be their parent. I'm, you know, I'm certainly not raising a friend, but I do want them to be people I would like to be friends with. (laughs) I mean, people that I that I Ah. would enjoy being around, that I would respect their opinion. I've found with all of them um, that I respect them as humans. I mean, twenty all the way up to twenty-six it's great to talk to them and go, I I called my son the other day regarding something that had come up in in my oldest. And I said, Hey, I'm going to send you this. Would you please look it over? It it was a family deal that was going on um, with my brothers. And I said, would you look this over and just kind of give me your thoughts? Because I think you'll see it a little bit different than me. And I would respect and and appreciate your opinion on it. What I've always wanted to be able to do. I mean, and I think that if you start raising your kids with that end in mind, um, then, then there are things that you won't let pass because if I let it pass, then the next time that, that, that problem, the, the essence of the problem or the underlying thought process of the problem eventually has got to be dealt with. If it's not dealt with, then, (laughs) then you gotta, then you, you're going to have a problem at some point. Um,
0: so yeah, we're not going to, if I let this go, we're not going to have the fullest, um, father-son or father-daughter relationship in the future that we possibly could have.
1: Right. So Steph, you know, Steph, you know, always gets upset when people say, well, you got to pick your battles. And Steph says, well, you know, the war's won one with winning small battles because it's much easier to fight a small one than a large one. So the ability to take something that, that a five-year-old does or a seven-year-old does and say, okay, well, what that translates to when he's 20, if he's a liar or if he steals or, you know, yeah, it may only be a piece of gum or whatever. If you don't address it when it's a small problem and begin to walk them through why, then it's just going to, it's something that hasn't been addressed that is only going to happen in some other circumstance when it's probably something bigger and more threatening. <laughs> and then you're also, well, how, how come you never dealt with this before? So I think it's the small battles that that, that are worth Fighting and don't just sell it off as being. We well, got to pick your battle, so I'm just going to let this go. And that's also being wise on what's worth, you know, what what's worth teaching them, seeing the yeah. underlying principle that they've violated, and and then addressing that. And is that and, one? And
0: I think there's a, I think there's a, I think there's a truth to it's better to fight a thousand small battles when they're young than. several big battles when they get older and hopefully by fighting those small battles when they're young, you, you're already, it's, it's kind of like you're just ongoing constantly trying to do, or kind of trying to arrive at what you said about being that person that I want to spend time around or be friends with. So you're, you're fighting those battles when they're toddlers so that when they're five, six and seven, they're, six and seven year olds that you want to be around. And then you're fighting battles at that age so that they're right. 13, 14 year olds that you want to be around and, and so on it goes.
1: And, and I think that's, I think part of part of what I, you know, I've always said, you know, I've always heard for years and, and when, but prior to us having teenagers, you know, people said, well, just wait till the teenage years. Those were some of my favorite times ever, honestly. I mean, it doesn't mean we didn't have problems, but, but I think because we fought little battles that more often than not, we could, we could, even if something did come up, we had laid the groundwork culturally in the house, the way we handle situations, whatever that we could actually address a situation in a way that was not necessarily a big blow up. And, um, right. And and I think that that, I I just, we did not, they're all gone. There are no more teenagers at cash and (laughs) households. They're all 20 or older. And, and I can honestly say, I do not think that you have to have teenage years that are awful. I mean, I, I, I don't think that's the way it's intended to be. Um, but I do think that we fought little battles all the way up and that we did um, do that. And we're not perfect or anything. I'm not saying that. But I, the only thing I would say is to honor my children. When they were in t- when high school, I enjoyed being around them. <laughs> and just like I enjoy being around them now. And um, that was not always the case sometimes when they were when they were younger because you had to deal with issues. Um, whether it was, you know, somebody hit somebody or I don't even remember that happening or somebody <laughs> wouldn't share with some, you know, all those type of things that happen. Um, encouraging them to enjoy time together, you know, just building that into the family. Because our kids, it's so cool now to see them, call each other for advice. You know, I, without, you know, you think, well, you, you think you're involved, you're not, you know, like two weeks later, you hear, well, yeah, I called Trevor to ask him what he thought about this or I called Madison. Those, those type of things are cool. I guess you were also wanting to raise children that, that would be good advice givers to your other children when they choose not to ask you, but ask somebody, one of their siblings, um, I think is another.
0: Yeah, and the way that, my, my parents, looked at that with, with my sister and me too, was, you know, someday we're not going to be here. Someday your mother and I are not going to be around anymore. And your, your sister is your only, your only family that you're going to have. And you're going to want to have a relationship of trust and love and confidence with one another.
1: Right. And I think that, that, that actually speaks to the other, the other thing that I think that's important is we have to remember, that we're laying that they're and that's part of explaining why, which we have already talked about, but part of the reason it's explaining why is that you've given them a way of thinking, and you've shown them you've walked them through this is this is how I've thought through this, this is why I think that, and I, why why I think this is important to do or important to avoid and so that you're not just providing the walls to kind of keep them in. You know, that you're actually saying, this is eventually something you're going to have to do. You're going to have to have a way of making a decision of choosing to do something or not to do something. And if I haven't shared with them that, and I've always been, you know, I've kept them out of trouble by keeping them out of trouble. But then I've done them a disservice because there's no guarantee I'm going to be around if I haven't taught them how to think. So anyway,
0: Um, yep. so that make character development a high priority. I mean, that is sort of the basis for everything else that follows, because if you're not, if character development isn't a high priority to you as a parent, then you're not going to do any of these other things well, you're not do anything else on this list.
1: Right. And I, they have a whole, here's a whole section on, on love, on loving children.
0: Um, yeah, let's talk about
1: that. Yeah, so so one part of it is you know making one-on-one time that, making sure that they feel loved because again, if it's important for them to understand what love is, love is not all. It's not always telling you what you want to hear. Love is not always, it, it, but it is saying I have your best interest in mind. I mean, I am. I've said that and continue to say. <laughs> that to my kids today look I mean I love you so I think you're maybe making a, a bad decision or you're thinking about this the wrong way that's not my way of kind of putting my thumb over you and pushing you down it's my way of saying I care about you you know I want what's best for you I love you and so I'm going to take time to talk with you about it I'm going I'm to take time oh you play are you playing an instrument over there um, Oh my goodness! <laughs> I'm
0: sorry, Trey. I'm sorry. Your ukulele is. I was trying to look up a quote because Father Chris Smith at St. Mary's had a great homily on Sunday. Oh, it
1: was awesome. I yeah, know, I wanted
0: to get I wanted to get the the quote from Dorothy Day correct and
1: right. Um, <sighs> there was love is anyway. Keep love going. is. I'm so, sorry, no, but I think Tennessee love is sometimes is harsh. Right
0: now, he's so mad. Right now what's that I said Dennis is so mad right now no
1: I just thought you were picking up your ukulele <laughs> no, and I was freaking out <laughs> I was freaking out thinking what I was doing wrong I like oh no what happened
0: no it was me it <laughs> okay, was me yeah, you're
1: pretty good at playing that guitar or whatever that was
0: <laughs> yeah you know
1: you're multi-talented. When
0: I, have a, when I have a bum ankle, that's what I do, is I work on my guitar. <laughs> but but, I, but I,
1: it had to do with love is, is oftentimes harsh. I know that was one of the words. And difficult. and Not what love is kind of often in our dreams. Um, yes. And, and I think that that's an important point. That doesn't mean it's bad. It means that sometimes difficult things are required of somebody who loves somebody else. I mean... Um, and it doesn't mean I always want them to be happy in the moment if the situation requires that I do something that might make them unhappy in the moment, but ultimately it's going to make them happy in the long run. I mean, that's what we're shooting for. So um, anyway, um, but spending time with them and, and and letting them know that you love them, not just that you say it, but that you show with your actions. I think one of the things that I used to always try to do is when I you know, if there was a football game on, there was something on that was distracting me from them. You know, I would, sometimes I would pray that I would, you know, have, and I didn't always do this. Sometimes it would just be quiet. Don't you see there's a big play coming here. (laughs) So didn't (laughs) handle that that well, but, but the question should come up, you know, um, what would love look like in this moment? I mean, what is love? If, if I'm worried about that person, and the good of that person more important than my own happiness, pleasure, whatever. Then what would that look like in this moment? What would what would I say? What would I do? And I think that's something that should run through our minds. Well, I've, and I've failed at that plenty of times, but but I do think that that's part of understanding what love is. Love is not, and, and it's good to teach your kids that love is not always easy. And I think he talks about that more. I mean, uh, later, because I think towards the end, one of the things is teaching them that love is sacrifice. Love is laying something down that you want because it would be better for the other person that you lay that down. So. um,
0: Yeah, you know what came to mind when I read that? part about loving your children and spending one-on-one time with them. Uh, what spun off of that for me is, is be intentional about communicating with them. And I wrote down your default posture should be that you're never going to miss an opportunity to elaborate on a subject with your children. And for, for example, that can come down to something as small as I have a lot of the age of my children. I have a lot of let me show you this papa or watch this Papa moments. And as often as I can, I try to not just say, "Oh, that's nice or "Oh, neat um, but actually try to you know if they're showing me some kind of piece a piece of artwork that they' made, really looking at it and, and trying to give them some constructive or not constructive, but just real genuine, Thoughts give myself to them through right. that piece of, of artwork, even if it's scribbles absolutely. from a, a two year old. Yeah, but no, I, they're I, showing me and and letting letting myself letting my heart show to them.
1: Absolutely, I don't always do
0: it perfectly, but I think that that was what resonated with me in the way he described the love your children.
1: Right. And I think right. It's, it's part of just being being thoughtful. There was always the thing we've talked about before. We learned it from the Ezos that you oftentimes you have little cracks that, that, that a child will open up, like there's like a window that that they open up to kind of make themselves vulnerable to you. Like I anytime that somebody shows something that they've done, particularly as they get older. You know they're, they're gonna. There's gonna be some risk that. Well, maybe he won't like it, or maybe she won't like it, or whatever. And and those in those moments of vulnerability, recognize those, and then stop and make sure that you go softly or gently into that. And part of that is showing that you're actually really looking at it. It's not like just saying, "Oh, that's nice" or "Great job," you know not that those are bad by themselves, but that you're actually when they make themselves vulnerable. I mean, the one that I've always heard is, you know, you know, if a, you know, little girl says, daddy, do you think I'm pretty? You know, don't just say, of course (laughs) you're pretty, you know, or whatever. I mean that you invest a little bit of time in that because that's a crack into their heart that they're like opening up. And if you don't, enter gently into that if you don't show them that it's okay for them to ask a a question that might be a little difficult if you don't then they may not open up down the road they may not let you in so to speak and you want to always do things that you know i want to keep that opening open down the road so um anyway is there any other ones on on that that No, but
0: you know what I noticed in my notes, I wanted to go back to being an authoritative parent, which is the third or the second one. Uh I thought it was really interesting that he said that to establish that authoritative parenting style, a key is to have a, quote, zero tolerance policy for disrespectful speech and behavior. Right. When kids engage in disrespectful backtalk, they need immediate corrective feedback. And, and then that um, the, wow, that was that was such a um, feature of my life growing up as a as a child. Right, I and the time always, to do
1: that is the time to do that is when they are young. The younger they are, the better that goes. If you yes. don't address it until they're a teenager, it, I'm not saying. And you it can't. seems <laughs> like it
0: seems like when you're in the moment, you know, you would think it's easy to kind of tell yourself, "Oh, they're they're young, and that's why they're being this way. So I'm not going to address it." But you're right. the The wise parent, I think, says, "No, nope, I'm going to address this now, even at two years old,
1: three right. years old." Right, and often, often when it's when it's possible, the other parent coming in. So, so there was something that we we used that if if a child was being disrespectful, to say to S- Stephanie. I would jump in and I would use uh, and i this sounds very small but I think it's really do not talk to my wife that way <laughs> mm-hmm. not to your mother to my wife that way um, and the point right. was is there's a relationship that's a little bit higher that you're part of <laughs> that and predates you and it predates you I brought you in this world <laughs> that's, exactly. old, that's a whole Bill Cosby don't finish <laughs> that don't finish that thought on the earth uh, that's a whole Bill Cosby <laughs> comment but it, but anyway I think it's important, you know, she's, she's my wife, and you're going to be respectful to her. The other thing to look out for is don't let the rolls of eyes go. Mm-hmm. And, and don't, let, don't let apologies that the words are correct, but the body language is not go by. Because yep. they think they're getting away with something, whether you think it's a big deal or not. So, yep. it, it, you know, you need to come back and really be sorry your your body language needs to be that and and I've even shown them this this is not a sorry you know this is not a please forgive me moment <laughs> when you're I'm sorry you know something like that Th- that's not appropriate i mean that so we you need to look at those little ways that are like okay i can't get away with this but maybe i can get away with this little thing like a roll of the eyes or not saying something and really meaning it. And those battles need to be, that's a small battle that will pay dividends much later um, when that's the case. So Mm -hmm. anyway, and
0: that feeds really well into the teach by example, because you know, if I'm not speaking with love and kindness and respect to my spouse, because he talks about how we treat our spouse feeds so much into the example that we give our children of character Absolutely. I'm not. I'm not being a husband of character. I'm not acting with character. I'm not being a man of character. And, so, and, and
1: and part of that is you know sometimes that's going to happen. Part of teaching by example is not only letting them see you apologize when when maybe you didn't handle it that way or I, I shouldn't have done that, but letting them know, look, I still have work to do. I lost my temper. Or I didn't handle this correctly, and to to walk through. I'm still working on this. (laughs) So I, I, I I did not handle that. Well, I did not handle that, that situation the way this is what I was. This is why I was upset or why I was disagreeing, but I didn't, there's a way to do that appropriately. And I didn't do it. And I should have done this. That's again, letting them into your thought process. And the same thing goes, you know, as you teach by example, part of it i think this is not i don't think what he what he means he means it by living your life but i think also you can give them examples okay i understand why you're upset at your sister about this and you handled it this way that's not appropriate a better way to have handled it was for you to say this exactly you know and so again you're teaching you're coaching a little bit by by example you know hey um so that they have Another, you know, even you can go back and say, remember that time I told you, remember how, so here's an opportunity. What what, what might you say that, you know, as, as you can see a situation, maybe expanding into a potential recurrence of a blow up in a similar situation, mm-hmm. you could have talked to me. Remember when I talked to you about this? So maybe handle it that way. Why don't you go try that?
0: There's a it. lot of instruction that, that we couch to our children about their know, their behavior, their attitudes, their, their decisions, we couch it in, okay, you know, next time right. when you find yourself in this situation, you should approach it from this perspective. And that also helps to, I, I've found, get them out of the habit of excuses making right. quickly because you're, you're saying, okay, I'm not, I'm not really that interested in why you did what you did this time, but I can see from observing it that you should handle it. A better way to handle it would be this way next time. And
1: right. And so that's part of being authoritative. You can say, I mean, lots of times they have a reason for being upset, right? I mean, there is something that is upsetting that that may be even reasonable to be upset about it. The issue is not that they're upset. The issue is how they handled that. And so you can say, look, yeah. let's, let's divorce or let's set aside. You had a reason to be angry or upset or whatever. But the way you handled that is not is not the appropriate way. So, again, these are moments that, that may take, you know, as much as two minutes. But if you do that over time and then you help them recall it as they're going, like, oh, remember when I talked to you about this? This is one of those opportunities you need to maybe try it another way, you know, or even coaching them before. I mean, we've done that with with teachers when a teacher maybe didn't handle it. So we want you to go handle it. We want you to, you know, to um, advocate for yourself. How would you talk to your teacher? How would you ask them? How would you approach this, the way they graded this or whatever? And then walk them through it and say, okay, that sounds perfect. Why don't you go try that and see how that goes? And you know, we always said, "Look, I mean, those type of things." And we always said that, "Hey, we're behind you, so you know, let us know how they respond. They should respond this way because you're being humble, you're being respectful, but you're but you're addressing a situation that maybe you didn't feel was fair, and maybe rightfully so. So handle it, and that way, you're again, you know, we've talked about it before. The coaching part of it is." You got to let them go out on the field and play and make mistakes. And then you have to foresee situations. And so you're actually, you should be like, okay, here's an opportunity for that child to go and learn how to deal with an adult, somebody in authority, without our help, without us helicopter parenting them and, and, and Mm -hmm. coach them to do that. I mean, that's, those are little bitty things that add up to a lot when they um, get older. Because they've done it before. It's it's a lot safer because they know, and we always say, well, we're standing behind you. I think you can handle it, you know, the situation. Yeah, um, yeah. So they know that we love them. Yeah, it'd be easier for me to go up there maybe or for us to handle it, but then you'd lost the opportunity to learn what it is to become more like an adult. So the adult we want you to be would go and say, something like this to their teacher, to their coach or to whomever. So um, those are all great. Exactly. And
0: that teaching by example, I think fits really well into his next piece, which is managing the moral environment. I really liked what he had to say there about um, setting a a tone in your family of the use of media in our home is a privilege. It's not a right. And use of that privilege means parental permission and presence. And I would say a third one that's not there, I think has to be this that's well with teaching example. You and your spouse have to be using media um, in a character driven way as well. You can't be uh, watching inappropriate or reading inappropriate things, listening to inappropriate things, and then, and then turn around and say, uh, no, Johnny, right. you know, well, and, we're limiting you. On and this. so you, you can gotta, have, you got to set that tone.
1: Right. Yourself. And and part of that is, you know, we always, we always talk particularly about media is that anything, anything you read, listen to, look at are all things that are, that are kind of entering in a, entering, not kind of, they're entering your soul, so to speak. And so there are things mm-hmm. that you can see that you can't get out of your head that easily. Right, they become something yep. that impacts you further. So you need to guard that part. You need to think about: Is this something I did? And we used an example one time with our kids, telling them that Stephanie and I had gone out on a day, and we're like, oh, "We'll go see a movie." Well, the movie that we wanted to go to was sold out, and so we said, "Oh, we'll just go. Let's go watch this other movie." And it was beyond awful. I mean, it was. And, and we, again, we should have got up and walked out. We didn't walk out. Um, we stayed hoping that it would get better. And we talked about, you know, you, you don't haphazard just say, okay, I'm just going to go to this other movie, right? We asked the person who's watching, oh, yeah, it's a good movie, right? I mean, who do you ask? Where do you go for those things? And you don't just haphazardly just decide, okay, well, I'm just going to throw this on, I'm just going to watch this. I mean, there's nothing that we should allow into us that we haven't really thought about. Well, what is it saying? Or is there somebody that we understand that we know shares our beliefs or goals that we should ask before? Like, hey, what did you think about that? Is it is it worth going to see? And are there any issues? And mm-hmm. uh, and so, but but that we have to guard our eyes. We have to guard our hearts. We have to guard um, our ears to what, what, what's going on. I mean, what's going into us, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And uh, my wife and I are, we like to think of ourselves as being, you know, very vigilant about uh, not only the movies and TV music that our children are exposed to, but, but even books, um, mm-hmm. we're very careful about, uh, the the newer the more recent I, uh, right. a copyright that a that a, book's ha, a book has, we're more and more you know we're we're more vigilant and we, we're more scrupulous about looking through it. What's what's in here? What messages, uh, both hidden and implicit messages, are in here before we before we put it in front of our kids?
1: Right, and, and that conversation is good as they get older. Just as a parent, because there's times when my my one of my sons i mean you know when they get out um they may be exposed to some other things and they say well that's good even even now i'll say well let me listen to some of some of that music well you know and listen to a little bit of it and then maybe i'll you know make a comment along the lines of what do you think that's saying i mean what do you what do you think what is the point of that you know, to get them to think beyond. Well, I like the beat, or I like that. I mean, what what are the words tied to that? Even is there yeah, what's the worldview that's being promoted? Yeah, what what? And you know, sometimes and even sometimes, you know, they'll dad, oh dad, it's just a song. And you try, and, you know, you try to try to walk them through it. And again. You may not get changed there. It's not, it's not, it's a seed that you're planting. I mean, it may not happen in that moment, but, but at least you've called them out on it so that they are aware of it. And, and certainly when they're younger, the answer was no, you can't listen to that. No, that's not going to be in this house. No, whatever. But when they get older, to be in a conversation with them still, like what's going on when they say, I like this guy. Hey, let me listen to some of that music. Just, you know, so I can hear it. So you're still engaged with them even as they get older with regard to that. When it comes up, I mean, it's not like, hey, send me your playlist. <laughs> it's more like they're talking about something. Oh, I really like this guy. Oh, yeah, cool. I never heard of him. So send me some music that you think I might like from him, you know, and then can have a discussion. Oh, well, you know, I, I thought the beat was good, but... And then instead of like maybe challenging directly, say, well, what do you think he's trying to get across in this song? I mean, like, or she, you know, what's, what's the point? Just to continue to have that conversation, not being judgmental, maybe not being saying, well, you're bad for doing that, but, but more kind of planting the seed that these are things you should be asking yourself. And you were raised
0: that way. Yeah, making them critical consumers of, of media. Consumers of information.
1: Right. Or even, I've even done it before, kind of, kind of walk them through. Okay. So maybe it's possible that you could be, it could be something that is, that you see it as something that's reasonable for you and that you're there, but there are, there are things that you're doing. So let's say it is, but do you think it could have an impact on somebody who's less well-formed than you? Well, By you buying the music, then you're actually perpetrating it. (laughs) You're, 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 you're participating indirectly in it being more available because you've paid for it. And to begin to think, uh, you know, the nuances of, of that is, is important for them too, I think, especially as they get older. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Wow. Trey, I, uh, I'm hearing that we only have a couple of minutes left. Oh and we've yeah. We've only gotten halfway through yeah. this article. Well, and there was we an need to awful back lot of to it here. After yeah. Thanksgiving.
1: yeah. We can do that. Um, what's your,
0: what's your favorite, speaking of Thanksgiving, what's your, uh, part of the meal you're most looking up to as we, uh, wrap up? So, here?
1: so my favorite is my grandmother's, which I make now is my grandmother's cornbread stuffing. Hundred percent.
0: Oh, it's so cool you make it now. And the, that's
1: awesome. Well you know the even cooler part is the the directions for it are are on a piece of paper with Stephanie's handwriting, but it has actually grease from from the turkey. That is and awesome. that when my mother taught us, so my mom was my mom was dying. She she died in December 17th, no December 14th. And this was the Thanksgiving before. So you're talking less than three weeks before. And she we were sitting there and says, Does anybody have Bombies, which is what we call my grandmother Bombi's cornbread dressing recipe? And we are all looking around. My cousins are there and they're like, No. And my mom's like, Well, I don't have it, but I, I, I know it. I can do it and so she literally with pancreatic cancer walked into the kitchen and did the entire thing for us and walked through okay these are important things like to make sure it's moist enough you got to do that and and so to this i mean when on thursday morning when i get it out it's on the piece of paper that was with my mother with grease that she actually spilled from the turkey transferring it into the, transferring it into the cornbread dressing uh, with even comments that Stephanie said, like you got to pat it down, and if the water, if the, if the fluid stays up, then you've got enough. If there's no fluid when you pat it down, then I mean it's little things like that that were I can hear my mom's telling her, "This is how you make it." So, hundred um, percent, that's it. That and cranberry dressing and and um, I mean cranberry jelly, cranberry sauce, things that I don't get but once a year
0: so right that is so beautiful talk uh, about a sacramental oh sacramental yeah no wow
1: yeah but um anyway like i said by the time i've eaten all that i that i make i'm ready to wait another year <laughs> <laughs> because i'll eat it like thursday i'll eat it on a sandwich on friday you know i'll have a little bit on saturday yep. and, and then and then yep. it'll be time for uh for another 365 days. So anyway, what about so you? I know we got
0: so many things to be grateful for. So many great. We things. made it. Yes. Made it to another Thanksgiving. I know. It's, and a... have a great time with your family. And, uh, we'll talk yeah. to you. Uh, we'll talk to you on the other side. Well, we'll thanks. And next, get your, your ankle
1: better. Enjoy your family. Uh, this Thanksgiving as well. Um, thanks, man. God bless. God bless y'all. So, yeah, that's the typical case. We don't, we don't, uh, Get through everything that we're planning on getting, but um, but hopefully it was helpful. Hopefully you're thankful for the time that you have. God has um, many blessings for each one of us. Go and do that. Another good thing you can do is actually make a list. Have people make some paper and have them say what are you thankful for. And when you're sitting down to dinner, um, draw those out and and um, have everybody kind um, of reread the things they're thankful for. So anyway, gotta go. Pray with a purpose and prepare for God to amaze you and every time always he will. God bless you guys. Pray for us we'll be praying for you. Bye.